welcome to the Wilco Podcast. Worship Leaders Collective is a worship community of over 32,000 worship leaders from 99 countries around the world. You can check us out online at worshipleaderscollective.com or type in Worship Leaders Collective on Facebook to get connected for free today. Our hope is to help equip you with the tools and resources you need so that you can be who God's called you to be and do what He's called you to do. You've been called for such a time as this. Listen up as we dive into another episode of the Wilco Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another incredible episode of the Wilco Podcast. Uh, I'm smiling while I'm talking, if you can tell, Um, because I finally get to meet an online friend. I think I could say that just, you know, has... Through the pandemic, you kind of watch people from afar off and, uh, you know, watch their life a little bit unfold and get to know things about them. And yeah, and I got to meet online this lovely woman called, uh, called, named Crystal Yates. And uh, she has just got such a beautiful heart and I believe a beautiful testimony to share with all of you. Her and her husband and family reside in Texas. Uh, their church is Christ Fellowship in McKinney, Texas, one of my favorite cities in the whole wide world. And uh, there's nothing like Texas and the people from Texas, just so awesome. And Crystal, we're just so pumped to have you here today. Thank you. So much. I'm excited to finally meet you. I've been watching your life and your heart and all the things you're doing and your family. So it's a neat moment for me as well to just kind of finally see you even virtually. Yeah, totally good. Once we got it all sorted out, we're good. <laughs> Didn't miss the blooper reel that happened before <laughs> get on Zoom. Uh, I am truly a creative. <laughs> yeah, and that's why you're here because you're creative. And, um, you know, one of the... One of the things that drew me to Crystal, you guys, is her authenticity. That's very evident. And she's just very real. There's no facades. Um, Yes, her and her husband, amazing songwriters, amazing leaders, amazing singers and worshipers. If you haven't heard Crystal sing, go look her up. And uh, incredible, powerful, just that wonderful quality of having a powerful voice, but a sweet, strong voice as well. Um. Yeah, just Crystal, your heart is what, you know, is what drew me to ask you to be on here. And I feel like, you know, your testimony in many ways people can connect with. I don't think that we can really connect with people's highlight reels right now. I'm not even sure we really want to try because we will just keep failing at trying to hit that mark of that highlight reel in people's lives because whether it's true or not true, it doesn't matter. Um, But I know that, and as you know, a lot of people are struggling right now. And I think even too, you know, I think on one hand, people are done with talking about the pandemic, but for myself as a pastor, I'm still walking an entire church through that, like the rewiring of brains, you know, the hardening of hearts, the, the disappointment, the lies, the, the failures, the how do we move forward, you know? And I, I think if everybody was to be in a room and play this game called Let's Be Honest, we play a game right now called Let's Be Honest. I say that, you know, our family quite a bit, you know, and just slow down for a moment. Um, I think it wouldn't be too long before people would feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable enough to share their story. 
probably a lot of crying, probably a lot of tissue. And I think on the other side of that, a lot of healing. So I think it's incumbent upon us as leaders to be leading well and just to be like, hey, let's just be sad all the time. You know, I think there's a way to be real and be transparent and be vulnerable that leads people out of the ashes into a place of hope. And I, I know that that's, that's your heart. I think many people are like, I'm in the ashes right now. I know the Lord gives beauty for ashes. You tell me that weeping manger for the night, but joy comes in the morning, but I actually just don't know how to get there, you know, and, but I'm trying my best. So really excited to hear from you, Crystal. So I'm just going to give you the floor right now, just to share with whatever the Lord puts on your heart today. Well, definitely. I love that you use that word vulnerability. That's something that has definitely been in my heart. And I think it's something that God is calling the church to in this time is, hey, if there was ever a moment for you all to be vulnerable, it's now. <laughs> and so I think that has what has done some damage is our lack of vulnerability, uh, God, and not being vulnerable and transparent to the world because we've put out somehow, you know, even though it might not be me as an individual or you, but as a body. Of believers, we put out that we've got it all together. We've got it all figured out. This is what we're against. This is what we're for. This is, you know, and I think God is saying, hey, I've called you to be different. <laughs> and in this time, it's good to let down our defenses and show our, our flaws and our warts and all the things that we are, that we struggle to, that we um, just follow uh Jesus. <laughs> and we have hope. Uh, that is the most important thing for people to hear, hear is that we don't grieve as someone without hope. We have hope in Christ. And so I would just say that is something on my heart for the body of Christ is, hey, let's open up. Let's be vulnerable with the world. Let's be vulnerable on social media. I mean, you don't have to be sad, you know, but just be real. Be real with people. The world needs it. They need to know they're not alone. And so and that there's a God that loves them in the midst of all that. And that's what we have figured out and became to believe is that we have a God that ridiculously loves us and has called us according to his purpose, but we still struggle. We still have weaknesses. And so that that's definitely one thing in my heart. <laughs> and then after what uh, I have walked through last year in April, just meeting up with the I don't want to say it because I don't want, I don't want it to get, I don't want your video to get flagged, but the thing that um, <laughs> put me in the. <laughs> right. Um, Thank you. And um, I was on oxygen for another almost two months after that. I didn't know if I would make it out alive. I really didn't. And two of my greatest fears in life were, um, since I was a little girl, was being alone and dying. I have no idea from, um, but there was a traumatic experience I had in my life that made me fear, I think, dying and being alone. So here we go. I go into a hospital where I am faced with possibly dying alone, separated from my family, uh, my, my giant if you will, uh, this was my greatest fear. So as I began getting um, admitted, they kept saying, oh, it'll just be a couple days, just a couple days. 
it was not a couple days. <laughs> it grew into almost a month um, of being in the hospital and my need for oxygen would go up and my saturation levels would go down. And as that happened, I began to get super afraid and like, this is not a couple days. And I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't move. Um, anytime I would, my alarms would go off. I would almost pass out. Um, it became really scary. So in the midst of that and facing this, this giant, I was getting a ton of messages. I mean, I couldn't, I love to answer people's messages. If you message on Instagram, I'm going to do my best to answer you. I love interacting with people. That's what I signed up for. Um, it's why I, my husband and I have stayed pretty low key. We decided to stay in Texas and not move to Nashville and just not that that's wrong. I'm just saying for us accessible. I just feel like that's my, um, is to be accessible to people, to pray with people one-on-one as much as I can. So I'm getting thousands. It feels like of messages. It's insane. Texts, Mm -hmm. messages, um, Instagram, um, and I remember thinking about day 10 of being really sick. I thought, well, Lord, why aren't these prayers working? And then as I said that, I realized, wait a minute, I've stopped talking and listening to the Lord because I'm so scared what you might say. So, I mean, you want to talk about disappointing. This was probably the biggest moment in my life of disappointment I've ever experienced yet to date is why. Why am I here? Um, and why aren't these prayers working? <laughs> and, uh, as I, as I did, I just heard the Lord begin to speak of me and he said, well, you can have everybody in the world praying for you, but what about when it's just you and me? What about when no one is there? Do you believe me? It dawned on me the reality, um, that in theory, yes, but my faith was having a, a chance to become sight. And what I've said and what I've preached and what I've taught and what I believe now was becoming real. And it was my opportunity. It was, um, as I like to call, I put out a song called See the Faith and I like to say, in a, in, I was saying this before, but the presence of doubt is like the field that we our seed of faith in and without doubt being present because when we see Jesus, we won't need faith, but right now how we access him period. And so the Lord was beckoning my faith to come and dig down deep and make it real. And I thought, here we go. This is it. Do I believe really believe because here's my moment to say, yes, So I did not feel faith. Um, There may be moments you don't feel faith. Faith is not a feeling. (laughs) It is a, your will. And so I got to enact and begin to speak with my mouth. I know you can heal me. I know you can. But even if I won't be disappointed when I see his face, I will not be disappointed. You won't be disappointed. If it's time to go home, we're not going to be disappointed, but I did feel this faith to ask him to heal me. I selfishly <laughs> want to finish. I felt like I was not done yet. I felt like I, I did. I, 
I felt like, okay, this is, you can dig in and believe me for this. It is not your time to go home. I felt that in my heart. And so when I did, I began to um, cry out to Lord. And I said, okay, Lord, I know you can hear heal me. And actually it wasn't even a crying out. It was more of a speaking out, which surprised me. You know, usually we're, but God was asking me to enact my faith and to partner um, with his voice and <laughs> of what he was speaking over my life. And so I began saying, I know you can help me. I know you can get me home back with my family. And as I began saying that, um, I definitely felt his presence draw near in a way I hadn't felt in those 11 days that I had been there. It was 10 or 11. I don't know. I was a, I was a wreck. <laughs> wow. So as I sat there, um, I, I, I told him, I know he could. And I said, but would you please, you know, send someone to believe with me? And I was talking to my friend Charity earlier that night um, on FaceTime. It was the first time I FaceTimed anyone mm-hmm. and because my alarms were going off because when I was talking, my oxygen was desaturating too low. And so that night I said, Lord, if I live while I sing again. And I just heard him say, you need to sing right now. You need to worship right now. Like, Crystal, you've been teaching people worship is a weapon. And here's your opportunity to use your when you don't feel like you sound good. When you don't feel like you can even squeak it out. So I began to worship him every night. My alarms would go off and wake me up um, at about four o'clock in the morning. And so this was the first night I decided to worship and I sang um, the goodness of God. All my faithful. Well, my life even so so good with every breath man when I got to that line it was real with every breath that I am able I will sing the goodness of God and my oxygen revive instead of go down is insane that makes no yeah. sense yeah come on so um then I began praying and I said God will you send someone here to believe with me let me tell you there's such riches and gifts in the body of Christ. Um, and she's out there on the street. And so I began to believe I'm like, God send somebody here to believe with me. I am tapped out. You can be honest with God. <laughs> you can tell right. him. Hide and just be like, I think sometimes we try to skirt ourselves, our, our feelings under like God doesn't know them or something or um, the word I'm looking for. It's almost like, you know, put them down and just be like, Oh, no, that's not important. The reality, David, as a worshiper, was his honesty and vulnerability with the Lord. And so it's okay. And I felt the Lord was like, it's, let's just go, be honest. And so I said, I am tapped out. <laughs> I feel like I'm nothing to give. I need somebody to believe with me. And the next morning I prayed that prayer. Uh, a woman woke me up, blue, blue bright eyes looking down. Um, and I was like, hi, good morning. And she said, hi, I'm your nurse, Stephanie. I'm going to be your nurse today. And I said, my nurse is supposed to be Jennifer. She said, I know. She's like, funny thing is though, is when I get transferred to somebody last minute, I know it's God and God has sent my mission, uh, from, and so you're going to get out of the hospital and you're going to live life so much better. Come on. Yeah. Jesus was 
a full-fledged minister nurse of the gospel of Jesus meeting me when I fell asleep. Um, I slept like I had not slept in peace. And when I woke up, there were scriptures all around me and a little pink post-it note. She said, these are your promises. I couldn't even write them fast enough. And one of them was, um, fear not. It's from Isaiah, I think 4110. I am the Lord, your God, and that he'll uphold us by his righteous right hand. And that one really stuck out to me. I ended up writing a song with um, some friends of mine. I was still on oxygen at this retreat, singing and writing after I got all that. <laughs> and I pulled up with my little oxygen tank and we wrote this song that I just released, Seed of Faith. And it's got the story with it on YouTube. If you know someone who's struggling, please. Um, wow. It's my moment and God was faithful in it. But had I went home, he still would have been faithful. But totally. this just moment. And um, I'm grateful and I want to tell people, hey, God is real and you're going to have your moment where that field, we've had it before, but this was like in a David and Goliath, kind of, you know, and so he's real. He's faithful. So faithful. So, so faithful. I was thinking about, you were talking about, um, Hope and disappointment. And I was thinking about the scripture it's in Romans. I believe hope does not disappoint because of the love of God or the love of God has been poured out into us. I actually want to look that up, actually. I'm, I feel like I do. I like want to worship with you right now. <laughs> oh, I would love it, man. Every time I, God's done in my life, even, you know, this was a big one, but even in the little ways. That's why I think it's so important that we share a testimony with people because as we're sharing it, it's literally overcoming Satan, literally overcoming it. My family was texting me, so I got caught up on it. My husband's like, I think the queen's going to die any minute now. And then I'm like, you're talking about your story. I'm like, Oh, that's so sad. You know, like, but I'm listening to you. I know. So I'm like, do not disturb. Do not disturb. I can't think about this as you're sharing. I'm like, I'm praying for the royal family as I'm listening to you. Is that just real as it can get? Oh, <laughs> what a oh, love. That's the queen. I know. What a legacy. Hey, what? Wow. I just have mad, mad respect for that woman. Jeez. Okay. So hope does not disappoint. Why can I not find it? Okay, well, I want to share, I'll share a story from last night. Is that okay? Absolutely. Um, so I think it ties into a little bit of what you say, because, you know, you're talking about this song, Seed of Faith. I'd like to find lyrics to that. Do you have that? I do. Yeah, we'll read it in a minute. I, I'd like to, I'd just be curious to hear the lyrics. Um, so we had First Wednesday last night at our church. So you might be familiar with First Wednesday or people listening might be, but it's like prayer and worship, you know, kind of like for us, it's like more like harp and bowl, that kind of thing. And um, I just said to my husband, I said, okay, like we're doing stage renovation. So we're like, we're just going to have it. We're just going to have like guitar and piano. So I asked one of our young worship guys, if he'd lead worship with me last night. And I actually led prayer from the piano, which I've never done that. Like led corporate prayer from a piano before. And uh, usually I can't pray and play. I don't know. It was just like this thing that I couldn't do. My brain just didn't you know, talk and play on the keyboard. It was like, and you know, I've been playing for years too. 
And I can do both, but doing it together, I couldn't do. Well, in the last like 12 weeks, I've suddenly been able to pray and play fine. So, you know, here I am leading. Can you hear me? Is it clear? Yeah. And um, so anyway, um, we were at the end of the service. Um, we were, we didn't even know the song, but you know the song, Make Room? I will make room for you to do whatever you want to, to do whatever you want to. And as I'm singing this, you know, to do whatever you want to, I said, Lord, what do you want to do for your people tonight? And he said, tell them this, tell them I want to heal them. Mm. So I just said to the church, I said, church, I said, this was a conversation I was just having with the Lord while we're leading, you know, while we're singing together. And he, and I said, whatever you need healing for, you know, and we began to just sing this sweet song of the Lord. And it, I think I'm going to get rid of these AirPods. They sound, do they sound funny to you? You sound, I'm, hey, well, I'm going to just trust that it's all going to come out Okay. But we started singing this, you can in a moment, you can in a moment, you can in a moment, you can do anything, um, you can do anything, you know, and we kept saying, you can in a moment, you can in a moment, you can do anything. Well, by the end, we're singing this. And then I said, okay, church, I want to end on a note of like, just praising God for who he is. So we end on, we end on Agnes Day, holy are you, Lord God Almighty, you know, like just giving him all the praise, right? And so... Reese, the guy leading worship with me, he's sobbing and he's on his face before the Lord playing the guitar. And I walked up to him after and I gave him a big hug. I said, that was awesome tonight. I said, are you doing okay? And he said, I have to be honest. He said, when you begin to sing, you can in a moment, he said, I had unbelief come right out of my heart. I said, oh, I understand that one. <laughs> and I said, you know, and he was, you know, and I know his story and I don't want to uncover him here on his story. And some of us, we have some similarities in our stories. Um, and he said, I'm struggling with this though, because I don't feel like God's healed me yet. And I said, you know, what? I was just thinking about that for my own life. You know, I was sexually abused as a child for a very, very long time by one of my brothers. So I've had three brothers that have passed away. The one brother that's still alive, <laughs> you know, and we're not close and, you know, not to get into that story. I love him. I don't hate him. Um, but I will tell you this through my, and I'm not here to talk about me today, but through the series of abuse in my life has been an everyday surrender to the Lord every day. Like, God, will you heal me? God, will you heal me? God, will you heal me? And it's, it's not like the one time healing. My dad was set free from alcoholism in a moment. So as I'm singing, you can in a moment, my dad's worshiping God crying, you know, and I'm like, yeah, Lord, you can in a moment. You healed my brother from cancer. You can in a moment. Like I saw that happen. But for whatever reason with me, and I wasn't even thinking about me that night, last night, you know, it's just this every day trusting in Jesus. And it's like out of that, like, I know you can, Lord, for whatever reason, it's holding the tension be, be you know, with what I've seen him do for other people. And I've seen him healed me in moments in my life, but for whatever reason, with this thing of this rewiring brain or my heart it's like this every day okay lord i trust you okay lord you're jehovah rapha my healer you know and so i'm you know i'm talking with this young man last night so i'm sharing a little bit and i said i don't want to say that i get you i don't want to be that person be dismissive of your feelings i said but i do kind of get it 
I said, but I think that we can still say you can in a moment do anything, even if it hasn't happened instantaneously. I said, because I can look back. And I said, no, from where I've come from to where I am now, I can look back and know that I'm not dead in a ditch. I'm not doing drugs like other people in my family. I haven't committed suicide. I'm still here. If I'm not dead. I'm not done. So I said, that's the place that I'm worshiping from because I'm still here. And I said, and every time I worship, that's the place. It's like you're this vial of worship that's just broken, you know, just like Jesus, you can. I know that you can. And I'm not going to doubt you because hope does not disappoint for the love of God, you know. And it just keeps me, Crystal, at the feet of Jesus because you're just, you just can't do without him, you know, like even you in the hospital. It's like, God, I can't take another breath without you. You are my oxygen tank. You know, yes. so whether you, whether you heal me today or you heal me next week or you heal me next year or I spend the rest of my life declaring the goodness of God, but not seeing it with my eyes, I know that my Redeemer lives and I will stand with him on that day, you know? And like you were talking about faith, like I... I, I think it was a few years ago. I'm actually, I can see our old house here because I'm sitting in my new house, but I, it's like the tallest house in the neighborhood now. And I can see my old house here in the first days. And I can remember just broken down because my sister was fighting for her life. And I just like collapsed on the floor. Do you ever have the moments you just collapse? You're just like sobbing and you're like, what the heck is happening? And I just realized that for me in that moment, as I'm declaring life over my sister, that what, what matters isn't whether I'm healed right now in this moment, but it's am I putting my faith in Jesus right now? Because it's faith in him is what pleases him. Is that more important to me than anything? Is that more important to me than anything? And I was just crushed. I was like, oh, I get it, Lord. I get it. I just got to keep trusting you. I don't have to worry about the outcome. I don't have to, I don't have to worry about whether I get healed or whether I don't get healed. I know that you heal, whether you heal my brain or the rewiring or my heart or the, the trust or the always, you know, okay, I got to be open and I got to be vulnerable and I've got it, you know, like all of that. I trust him. I trust yes. him, you know, <laughs> and in that trusting him, uh, may it lead other people to trust him. Right. If we didn't need God, then it wouldn't be new every morning, <laughs> you know, but it's a daily that lets me know how important, you know, to wake up and daily be renewed to God and walk in this day, this day, our daily bread. We get so ahead of ourselves, which there's nothing wrong with planning and having vision. It says in the Bible that without vision, people perish, but we have to realize the daily doing and activity of our faith, walking with God daily, expecting the bread to be there today, you know, and the provision today. So that's what makes me think of as you tell me that. And it makes me think of, um, too, that I, I get to, I love mentoring young women in worship. It's one of my greatest joys that I have in life, watching a young woman rise up and become a writer or a worshiper. It just brings me so much joy. And as I watch them, there's one thing I, I love to tell them. I mean, there's a lot of things I love to tell them, but one thing in particular that I find myself on repeat saying is 
the woman that you're destined to be is already done in the Lord. It's already settled. Your future in him is set. And daily, you're just becoming that woman that God has called you to be. And don't, don't, don't get so worried about the future that you don't um, go ahead and start becoming her today. Go ahead. You're taking a step today. Don't try to get it all at once because I, I'm anxious and I tend to fear the future and think about the future living in the daily. So that's one thing I remind myself today, this day, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to receive his mercy. I'm, I'm going to receive my daily bread. I'm going to receive my provision. I'm going to be thankful for what I have. I really believe like um, in this season too, that as we get on and see people's highlight reels, um, first, before you do that, thank him for what you have, because looking at what we don't have will keep us from enjoying what we do have. And lack in comparison and our walks are so different. Um, our calling might be worship leader, but let me tell you, the way we all walk that out is very unique to each one of us. Um, and so I would just, you know, encourage you if you're a worship leader, if you're a worshiper, if you are on a platform anyway, if you want to be on a platform, don't forget to thank God for where you're at today and also look at where he's brought you from. Because when you, I, I got that feeling when you said, I can see my house where I used to live. I bet as you sit in your new house and look, you're not the same person that you were when you you're not already. You're already rewiring. He is changing. He is he is moving. And so we have to remember that as we, we walk through disappointment, as we walk through pain, as we walk through doubt, um, fear, that right now, this day, we have mercy and the access to the, the bread that we need and the mercy is given. Awesome. What a great first conversation. So good. Hey, do you have the lyrics to your song? Hold them up while we're sitting here talking. Um, so, I mean, the first line is very obvious. <laughs> I was sitting in a hospital, not being able to breathe. Uh, it says, I'm reaching, barely breathing. Do you see me here below? I believe, help me see you. I need to know you're near me, Lord. Fear not. And this is him answering from that verse. Fear not, I am the Lord, your God, and trust I'm working all things out. So in the field of doubt, plant a seed of faith and I'll send the rain. Um, and then the second verse says, you're working and growing in the trial and through the storms and the waiting, teach me patience and remind my heart that I'm not alone. And then it goes back into the, that chorus from Isaiah. And then on the bridge, we have some fun. We say, let it rain, let it rain, things start to change. We, we just had a little breakdown, have some fun, but actually asking God to send that rain because the rain, we look at it and it's like, it's raining, but the rain is what brings us life. <laughs> the rain is what life is rain. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, thank God for you. Bless your family today and ministry in the name of Jesus. And may God continue to open all the right doors and, Close the ones that aren't from him, you know, and Bible says, Daniel, that those who know their God will be strong and do mighty exploits. And 
I love that you and your husband, you know, do ministry together. Two are better than one. And uh, worship is a weapon. So may God continue to use you guys mightily. Um, guys, at today's message, which I believe it probably did reach many of you and just tugged on your heartstrings, um, send us an email. We'd love to chat about it. Or maybe there's some thoughts that you have for future podcasts of areas that you would need some help or encouragement in at hello at worshipleaderscollective.com. Go check out Crystal and her husband, Will, on Facebook. They're very active on Facebook. I love that. And uh, Instagram and go look her up and follow her on follow them on spotify and uh i know you'll be massively blessed thanks friends love you thanks for listening to today's episode we hope you felt encouraged and a little more equipped for the journey you're on this season if you're interested in weekly mentorship in a small group setting or would like to find more worship resources check it all out at worshipleaderscollective.com You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Connect, encourage, and equip. This is what we're all about at Wilco. We go together, not alone. Together, we can help move church forward.